News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. 30 years ago, China was a mid-ranking emerging economy which posed no strategic threat to Europe or America. Today, it's the second largest economy in the world and very much a military and economic rival to the West. But since the pandemic, China's economy hasn't been firing on all cylinders. In fact, it is officially deflating and the central bank has to slash interest rates to stoke up demand. There are also fears of a property crash under a mountain of debt. Janet Moy is with us now from RBC Brew and Dolphin to take us through the issues facing China. Good morning, Janet. Hi, good morning, Joel. Thanks for having me. Always good to have you on the show, Janet, because you give a great perspective on uh, China. Now, talk to us, first of all, about what's going on in the property sector in China. Yes, uh, Joel. So, um, so recently, uh, Country Garden Holdings, which is one of the largest property developers in China, it has failed to pay some uh, interest payment for uh, is dollar bond. So it just really uh, worried investors that it is going to default on its creditors. So uh, if you remember um, a year ago, uh, another large Chinese developer, which is called Evergrande, it has defaulted on its debt already. So it is really the really struggling property developer sector. And it really traces back to the fact that these property developers have been overexpended for many years. Uh, and they have loaded up a lot of debt. And right now, China is undergoing a property downturn. Uh, I mean, partially because of COVID and partially because of uh, some restrictions on the government, because they, they think that the property prices has risen too fast. And they were saying that houses are for living, but not for speculation. So house prices have been falling and housing transactions have been coming down. So it really affects the uh, cash flow of these large property developers. So we are really seeing uh, an industry-wide problem that is really uh, raising concerns of contagion to other parts of the economy. Well, that's very interesting. Tell us about the contagion because the property sector obviously has grown almost as fast as any other sector in China. And if it starts to go down, it could drag down other big uh, sectors as well. Yes, it is a huge concern. And the government actually has been trying to... uh, you know, uh, stop this potential contagion after Evergrande has failed. But obviously, with another large property developer, uh, you know, close to a default, it is getting uh, really serious. So how the contagion works is because, well, first of all, the property sector, as you mentioned, is is huge. It is estimated to be, uh, you know, the whole sector, uh, including uh, its supply chain and uh, all the related economic uh, influences is about 20% of Chinese economy. So it's absolutely huge. Mm. And the other way how it affects a contagion is that, you know, there are many uh, companies that are invested in this real estate sector. I mean, actually the local governments in China, they're very heavily involved in these real estate projects. So a lot of um, companies uh, businesses, creditors could be affected. So if the real estate sector failed, they may not get their money back, which could trigger uh, further financial stress across the economy. Could this, and, uh, could this affect the banks? Because if the banks don't get their money back, they won't be able to lend to other sectors. 
Yeah, absolutely. This is one of the problems. So right now the banks are okay. The banks, the large state-owned banks in China actually have a relatively small direct exposure to property developers. But we are seeing some uh, stress coming from the uh, asset management sector, particularly uh, the private wealth management sector, which offers uh, investment products linked to these real estate projects. So uh, this week we saw one of the largest private wealth managers actually has failed to uh, pay investors some of the payments linked to the high-yielding products. So it is a fundamentally, again, linked back to the struggling real estate sector. So if the real estate sector is struggling, some of these investments are not paying off or losing money and they cannot pay the investors. So it could be uh, pr pretty uh, ugly. And as I mentioned, banks actually don't have a huge direct exposure to property developers, but on aggregate, they have a huge exposure to the residential loans sector, which is mortgages. Um, yeah. So that is huge. That's, uh, you know, nearly 20 I think nearly 10 percent of the asset of the banks. So if the whole sector goes down, it could be pretty ugly for, for the entire banking sector. And now, that is really a big concern. Yeah. Now, I mentioned at the start that uh, China is currently going through a bout of deflation, i.e. prices are falling. Of course, we in the West have inflation. Could deflation in China benefit us here in the West? Uh, it is actually a positive news for the rest of the world. Like, I mean, China struggling usually is pretty bad for the world, but because we are suffering from high inflation at the moment, so slower price increases is good. So in fact, the for example, the Chinese currency has been weakening. So if we buy from China, not only are the goods cheaper, but in terms of when you convert it, uh, to our exchange rate is even cheaper. So it is good for, you know, buying this stuff. So every mo most of the stuff you buy from Amazon, for example, and most of your electronic products, they are they are partially made in China. So it is a good news for uh, countries fighting inflation. And we are already starting to see that, for example, in the US, the uh, goods, uh, durable goods inflation is actually negative for two months. So it is a good news. But of course, if things get worse, if there is really a big contagion problem happening in China, then of course it, it is bad news for everybody because China is the second largest economy and a lot of countries have trading relationships, particularly European countries, uh, some of the industrial companies and luxury companies have a huge exposure to China. So that they, they could suffer as a result. Yeah, and the Germans will be watching this very carefully because of course they yeah. export so much to uh, China. The French will be watching it very closely because luxury brands like LVMH sell so well in China and if their economy is weak, their markets are weak, that will uh, drag those companies down as well. Janet, thank you so much as ever for bringing us up to speed as we watch what's going on in the second largest economy in the world. That's Janet Moy from RBC Brew and Dolphin. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.